Let us pray. Creator God, open your word to our hearts and our hearts to your word. In the name of Christ and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There are some people here who've known me for a long time who will not be astonished to know that I come from a family of chatterboxes. We were a very, very noisy family. It doesn't help that my mum is almost completely deaf and has been since she was in her mid-twenties. She has some hearing in her, well, I can never remember if it's her left or right ear. You'd, you'd think after all these years, I'd know which side of the street to walk alongside her so she can hear. But she has some hearing in one ear. And of course, that would mean that in order to be heard, we'd all have to speak quite loudly. And then she'd turn the television up because she couldn't hear it. You know, has any of you had that experience? And then we'd all have to talk over the loud television in order to be able to be heard. And she'd turn the television up. You remember when you used to have to do that to your television, not that. Um, and she'd turn it up a bit louder and a bit... And our house was one cacophony after another. And I have to say, it wasn't entirely mum's fault. My dad was someone of strong opinions, and his opinions were always right, whatever the evidence might be. And he would share those opinions loudly and freely. So you can imagine there was a certain energy and a certain noise. It was never a place where people really listened to each other. And I feel at times the world feels like my family at the moment. There's so much noise. We're getting real news and fake news and agendas. And, and we're hearing, as always, bad news from around the world in different places and at different times. And there's so much going on. And our time seems shorter and shorter and more and more is demanded of us. And, you know, we've got social media. We've got every opportunity to be shouted at and to do our own shouting back. But there doesn't seem to be a lot of listening going on. That beautiful hymn we just had, talking about God sometimes speaks in whispers. And you might remember when the prophet is on the hillside and is looking for God in the thunder, looking for God in the earthquake. But when God's voice is heard, it's heard in silence. And there's another, maybe less well-known passage in the Old Testament from the Song of Solomon, which is a wonderful love poem. And it talks about the beloved leaping across the hills on the way to the one who is loved and leaping with great legs. I'm very impressed by that passage. And goes to the house of the, the, the lover and doesn't go in, but whispers through the lattice kind of saying, you're going to come out to play. Now, what that play involves, I'll leave to your imagination. But are you going to come out? Come out. Come and join me. Let's, um, let's build our relationship. And often, um, whether we should or not, we, we relate in Song of Songs. The beloved is God, and, and we are the one in the house being called out to play, to go and join in with God's fruitfulness, God's wonderful, loving creativity. And there is God again, whispering. And we're so busy shouting, have we forgotten to listen for God's voice? Can we hear it under all the racket and the chaos? You know, there's an old corny saying about we have two ears and one mouth. We should listen at least twice as much 
as we speak. But we are often caught up with our agendas. The noise isn't just the noise through our ears, it's the noise of our busyness, our activity. And at the beginning of a Methodist year, I can tell you, I'm hearing the noise of a lot of Methodist activity. We, we get into our round of meetings. We get into the things we have to do. We have deadlines. And they're all good things, and they keep the roof on, and they keep the church going. But if we don't stop and listen for God's voice, listen for the whisper of what God is asking us to do, then all our activity, well, it's just the clashing of gongs. It's just mistuned instruments making a racket. It is empty of true meaning and love. And I think God sometimes is outside the church whispering through the lattice, I'm here, come and play with me. Come out into the world and join in my mission. Come and dance with me across the hills, hilltops, however good or bad your legs are. Come with me and join in the dance of love and mission that I want to invite you to. But we're so noisy. You know, that, that passage from James when it says, be quick to listen and slow to speak. It should have been a banner across our household, our doorway at my home. Because we really needed to be reminded of it. I don't know if you have, you know, if you can relate to that, what your family life was like. So in our families and in our church and in ourselves, how do we listen for the whispers of God? How do we hear what God is calling us to do now? And that's a big challenge for the church because we have been the church, the Methodist church now for way over 200 years and we have our patterns and our ways of doing things. And sometimes, they become blocks to hearing what God is calling to us today. We might need to move in new directions, to leave the safety of the church or the house, to go through the, the lattice drape and out into the world, to encounter God in new situations and in new people. So it's a challenge. But you know, James doesn't just say, quick to listen and slow to speak. There's another element. James says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and therefore slow to anger. Anger so often comes from not listening to each other. And we see that in the church, don't we? We see people get into, get into their positions. This is what I believe about whatever it is. I'm not going to list whatever it is today. This is what I believe about this. And I'm going to shout at you about what you believe about it until you agree with me. It doesn't tend to work, does it? You know, so often anger in the life of the church, in the body of Christ itself, is based on the fact we don't listen to each other. We're too quick to say, this is what I believe. Or as I read the Bible, it says this. Full stop, end of story, no argument. That was my dad's approach. He didn't read the Bible, but that was his approach to meaningful conversation. My view, end of story, full stop. Now, the difficulty is that often people adopt positions like that because they're hurting or they're frightened or they need healing or they need reconciliation. And it's only when we listen to somebody else's truth and really listen and listen to the pain behind the words 
or the fear behind the words, or the doubt, or the hurt, then we might hear why they are angry, why they push us away, why they resist love. And when we listen like that, transformation is possible. You know, that one of, two of the most impressive pieces of work in the last 20 years, possibly longer, I'm older than I think I am, have been the truth and reconciliation process in South Africa following the breakdown of apartheid and a similar process in Northern Ireland. And part of the way that peace was built in those situations was by people hearing the truth listening to the truth of the other's story. And it's when we can listen to the other person's truth that empathy grows and our imaginations are enlarged. Uh, enlarged, I'm making words up now. Our imaginations are enlarged, are able to grow and develop and we can put ourselves in the other person's shoes and walk a mile with them. And when we can hear their pain and be part of their healing, when we can be part of making peace in the world. If we keep shouting our own agenda, our own perspective, then we will not hear the subtleties and the nuances and the gaps between the words where the real meaning is in our dealings with other human beings, with other children of God. About two or three weeks before he died, my always angry father finally told me about his childhood. And it was devastating to hear the truth of what he'd endured. I won't give you the details, you can fill the gaps in for yourselves. But it was violent and it was abusive and it was dreadful. And it seemed that facing death was the only thing in his life that was bigger than what he'd endured then. And that freed him to finally tell those who loved him why he was angry. Now, I was still frustrated that he hadn't told us years ago so that we'd been able to help him heal. But my own anger at him in those moments just disappeared. And I understood he was a hurt child and a child of God like everyone else. And if only we'd been able to hear what was behind the anger, we would have been in a different place. I praise God that we had the opportunity for that healing at the end of his life. And that bore great fruit in our family. But you see, it's that listening beyond the sounds that allows healing and transformation. So for us today, at this beginning of a new Methodist year, when all our pencils are nicely sharp and pointy, and we've got our new exercise books, and we're ready, and we're starting with a clean script. I, I do love new beginnings. Do you know, I've got about half a dozen journals at home, all about six pages in, the writing, with great enthusiasm, as I start them with a lovely new pen, and they're all very beautiful books, and then life gets in the way. But, you know, new beginnings are always an opportunity to listen, to reflect, to ask the question, what is God asking of me today? 
What is God asking of me now? Where in my relationship with God do I need to listen more carefully? It may be through scripture. It may be through daily prayer and engagement with God's word. It may be through taking on a responsibility or an activity within the life of the church or in my community beyond the life of the church. It may be in saying, actually, just for a season, I'm going to slow down, maybe even stop for a while and really listen, sit with God and catch the whispers of God's grace. Because in the end, God has a word for each of us. God is calling us, saying, come out, my beloved. Come and dance with me. Come and run across the hilltops with me. Come and join in my mission of transformation and healing. Will we turn up our hearing aids? Will we listen? Will we allow God's word to bury itself deeply within us and transform us so that we might transform the world? That's my prayer, that God will be heard and that we will dance to God's tune across the hilltops and praise God in Jesus' name. Amen.